On this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains, we have a former warehouse manager, a former travel agent, and a former customer service employee, all who decided it would be a better career opportunity to get into the world of being a gentleman's club entertainer. All of that, plus three bouncers. So stay tuned to Behind the Meat Curtains. Brad, we have a whole. I think you're the only one that's been on here before, right? Hey. Yeah. All right. Let's Keep go. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go down the line. We'll start with you, and everybody introduce yourself and say what you do in the industry. Oh, we'll start with the returning member. I'm Patterson. I'm former manager security. Uh, the end. <laughs> My name is Malcolm. I'm a current bouncer. The end? All right, that's it. Yeah, the end, Malcolm. Yeah. Sorry, the end. (laughs) He's not currently dancing, so. My name's Alicia. I am a former server, hostess, bottle service, waitress, um, everything except bartender. I am a brand new dancer as well. You were also a DJ one night. I was. I did that too. How long have you been dancing? Not long. Um, Intermittently. Weeks? Months? I Days? think cumulatively, probably maybe two months. Okay. okay. Mm. I didn't know that. Hi, everybody. I'm Portia, and I dance. And I'm Green, and I am an entertainer in the industry as well. Just out of curiosity, at the very top, uh, how long have you guys both been dancing? Eight we've, years. Yeah, we've both been dancing eight years. Oh, both of you. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So we usually start, and I think we'll do that again today. We have enough guests that it might take a while. We have one on the way. And one on the way, too, yeah. Oh, yeah, if you guys hear a, a break in the podcast, we'll have a, uh, another guest coming in. But anyway, let's. I guess we'll start down here. Um, this is kind of the origin story question of, like, how did you become a dancer? If you've ever heard the podcast before, the way I usually ask it is, you know, being, being a, a, a dancer isn't really, uh, it's not for everybody. Right? And it's, right. it's going to be one of those things that is, it's different than like, oh, I think I'll go work at McDonald's. <laughs> so what was the, the path that brought you to, um, to dancing? I started dancing in 2014. Um, literally, I just worked like regular vanilla jobs from 15 to 21. And um, on my 21st birthday, my, I was actually like a, um, like a large order team manager in, in logistics in a warehouse. And my boss, he is super cool. He's from the Bay, you know. Um, he told me, he's like, take your birthday off. It was my 21st birthday. He's like, take it off. Just, you know, take it off. I was like, no, it's fine. I'm, I'll be all right. So I ended up, I was scheduled for work. And um, on my 21st birthday, I got so lit. Me, I ended up like no call, no show. So he was like, um, he's like, you know what? I have to let you go. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I understand. Thanks, you know. So um, me and a girlfriend, we used to travel. I'm from Tacoma, Washington, born, born and raised. And we used to travel to see... People we were dating, they were in the Navy, so we would go to Kitsap Banger. Um, that's about like a two-hour drive from Tacoma. So I would go out there, and I was driving out there. It was my, my first freeway driving, you know? And so after a while, I was like, oh, shoot, I just got fired from my job. Like, I have bills. She was staying with me. I was like, we have bills. Like, what are we going to do? So I GPS Portland, and it was like an hour and a half. And I was like, I can do this. Like, we can drive out here. We can do this. So that's pretty much how I got started because I got fired from my job on my 21st birthday. And... <laughs> 
And so, what um, timing? yeah, I know. So I was like, oh gosh, I need like to pay my rent in two weeks. So what am I going to do? So I drove out to Portland and it was history after that. And I only made like my first weekend dancing. I only made like $200 and I thought it was something we were like so excited about that two hundred dollars, <laughs> and um, you didn't but, have perspective then. Yeah, no, we were just so happy about this too, and I was like, yes, you know. And so then I just kept coming back, and I eventually moved to Portland five years ago. So yeah. And then the other half of the question before we move on to the next person, what what was it like starting? Like, what was what was you know everybody comes from a different background, whether how conservative or liberal your parents are religious or whatever what was your mindset going into it were you scared did you anything oh yeah I was um, extremely nervous I actually walked into the club the first club we initially went to we walked in there and we got dressed and we came out to the floor and I saw this girl like climb the pole and she did something and spun and into the splits and I looked at my friend and I was like I'm not getting up there <laughs> and I was like I'm not getting up there I was like are you are you getting up there she's like no I was like let's just go to the room and we'll practice we didn't know what we were practicing we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> like but like I was super scared and I ended up just going to a different club and I kind of worked my way into it so yeah definitely nerve-wracking it's kind of weird that like I dance and I travel and I'm like so eager to get everywhere but I remember like that first weekend I was just so nervous and I don't know. I'm just happy with the development that I've had as a dancer. Mm. What, what were you like mentally about just the, the act of taking your clothes off in front of someone? I don't think that so much bothered me. It was more so of me not um, having the skill set. Like, because when you dance, it's something you have to, even your hustle, when, you're, when you hustle, when you talk to customers, your stage performance, it's something that you have to work towards. Like, and it doesn't come easy. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? And you can take as many lessons as you want and all that. But it was more so just me not not being aware of the the culture because my first time in a strip club was my audition like I had never been into a strip club before you know and so I just didn't know what to expect and I'm always like I like to be prepared and I like to like know what I'm doing so it was just that was probably the most scary part about me scary part about it it wasn't necessarily getting naked like that wasn't even I wasn't worried about that <laughs> yeah you can see it with the new dancers even if they like if they practice and they don't think you can see like a little bit of awkwardness mm -hmm. like, they feel like a little uncomfortable and it's like now that they don't have a skill set, it's just, yeah, they're new. Like, yeah. they just <laughs> uh, Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I started dancing in 2015, and I used to be a travel agent. I had the itch for traveling, and my best friend who I grew up with, she was on Guam, and she was posting all over Snapchat, like, how beautiful the island was. And I just wanted a vacation, honestly. Like, I wanted to take a holiday and visit her. So I went to visit her thinking that it was only going to be, like, a couple of weeks and I wasn't going to dance. But when I got there, she was like, you should try it here. While you're here, you can make some money. And I tried it, and that was eight years ago. <laughs> so I, like, literally flew back to Australia. I made so much money in my first three months. I flew back to Australia, sold all my stuff, sold my car, and, like, migrated to Guam. You were, you were ready. You yeah, were ready. I was ready. No, I was like, I would be so stupid to give up this bag. Like, it was so much money, and it's like, it just, there's nothing that beats it. I was having so much fun and, like, making so much friends on this beautiful island. So, yeah. Sounds like you also didn't have any mental barrier in... Um, 
it was like I didn't take my panties off for like probably two weeks like I was I didn't do no private dances by myself I would always take my friend who I was visiting we would do like doubles because mm-hmm. she's a blonde Australian I'm brunette so we were able to tag team like that but eventually I did end up doing dances by myself obviously but it took me a while to get comfortable I wasn't comfortable right away how was it in Guam I've heard a lot of dancers have gone there mm-hmm. and I don't know anything about it it's like um it's the wild wild west out there honestly <laughs> like when I lived there I thought it was safe and I look back now and I'm like that shit is not safe like because I didn't have anything to compare it to you know yeah. what I mean so there's not really cameras in the club it's fully touching like they don't cut people off the security doesn't do nothing they're basically just there to pick up your money it's not it's not like here at all but it's fun it's a lot of fun and a lot of money to be made, but there's like no rules. <laughs> so you just got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> so for me personally, I also had never set foot in a strip club before, aside from to work. Uh, I just got up there. I've been in the service industry since I was 18, like various different retail, sales, customer service jobs, and I. I guess I got really jaded being in customer service for almost 10 years. And I mean, I think the general consensus is that no matter what kind of customer service you're in, people are just kind of shitty and don't treat you like you're a person. And so I just got, I got so fed up with people like harassing me sexually and telling me how pretty I was and how well I do in this type of industry and so I was just like you know what fuck it like yes, I'm, <laughs> I can't like I um I was kind of in a dead-end job like as a restaurant manager and there's no there's no real like way to move up in that unless mm-hmm. you have money and you can buy your own restaurant so, so did you literally you didn't start out as a dancer you started oh out. no no did you literally move to the club just out of like well, fuck this, I'm going to try something else. Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to change a pace. I wanted a job where I could be more true to myself and be more authentic. And everybody knows pretty much that, like, you can't you can't be a dick in a strip club, if, like, to, like, a certain extent, I guess. Right. Like, you will get either shit on by the dancers <laughs> yes, you'll or you'll get kicked out. out. Or, yeah, like, <laughs> you... We have backup so, there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so having the autonomy to be myself and defend myself was, like, crucial for my mental health. And so. that, yeah, that really... I remember, like, interviewing you, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, someone with actual, like, relevant experience who knows how to count money and stuff. Great. But <laughs> that is something like a lot of people would apply. And I'm like, this is a different environment than your typical cover customer service interaction. Like you're gonna be shocked by how much wildly or more poorly people are behaved, but also you can kinda give it back to them. You know, like it's it's a more casual environment in that sense. There's not that power dynamic like you're standing behind a register at a restaurant and someone's being a huge piece of shit. And you're just like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Yes, I'll go get my manager. Like, you have no ability to stick up for yourself in most most industries. So uh, outline that. What what freedom do you have to, I don't know, bark back at the customer? Um... I'm not much of a barker. I don't, I don't like, I choose to walk away essentially right. is what I do. Like if I, if somebody is being unnecessary, whether it's like being unrealistic and what they're expecting from us in the industry, or if they're just being downright rude, like sometimes I'll get a little bitchy with them. It, depending on what position I'm working, mm-hmm. like as a hostess, I have learned that you have to be aggressive. You have to lay down the law. You have to be like, this is how it is. And this is, 
gonna get you kicked out if you cannot follow these parameters. So and how long ago did you start working there? A year I started, Patterson hired me like June 15th of last year, so. All right, so about a year ago, Yeah. Um, you sit down in that chair and someone says, you're gonna be a dancer in another year or so. Oh, like, there were bets. The second I walked in the door, people were placing yeah. bets on when I was. What did you think? Is stage. the question. Did you were you like, no, I'm not going to do that. In the back of my mind, I was always curious about it, just because I have always thought that pole dancing was beautiful. I've always had respect for strippers and what they do, because it's not easy work being um, stigmatized right. by society. Right. But I personally didn't think that I would ever get the audacity to <laughs> think that I could do that myself. What's the difference between, between a door girl and, and a stripper? And it's three months. And you lasted yeah. a year. I did. I did my best. <laughs> We're still waiting for Kat. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I, I, same question. It's obviously different for someone who's not dancing, but how did you... How did you make that transition to like, oh, I think maybe I'll work in a strip club? Well, it's, it's really not a complicated story. Um, Patterson knew an ex-girlfriend of mine and they worked together for years. I'm already confused. Yeah. So <laughs> um, he needed someone that he could count on and I'm a veteran with two combat tours under my belt and like 15 years of martial arts experience. And so he needed someone that he could count on that he knew would be true to the job, true to the values, and be someone who was about de-escalation over escalation, so not putting hands on the customers. Um, and I jumped right up, like I was chomping at the bit because I had been going to college for like the past three years. I had just finished my degree in behavioral science criminology and forensics and I was like what am I going to do with my life you thought forensics hell I'll go work at a strip club <laughs> I like how much explanation you put into all that criteria when really <laughs> I was like all right he's got a certification and he doesn't seem like a total shithead uh nailed it but <laughs> that was, that was... He knows martial arts. most people who apply for security jobs are like oh dude i bet you like working here so ha 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 like it's so sick you get to like just beat the shit out of people and look at tits bro yeah and uh, so really you just gotta be that bar just don't be that guy i'm gonna go ahead and play up my qualifications if that's all right <laughs> um and so i've been a bouncer for about a year and about a month after I was hired at the club I was also hired um, working in behavioral psychology and uh, I am shocked and appalled by how often the skills intersect I know, we just <laughs> it's like you were thrown right into the petri dish yeah are we just like a case study for you like <laughs> my first line yeah, I met him yeah. he had free therapy on his table yeah so <laughs> that did not go over I sat down and had a whole vent. Yeah, yeah that's actually like, oh, true. Only one person really had had a problem with the free therapy sign. Um, the backstory behind that is it was Father's Day, and my son lives in a different state. And so as someone who works in behavioral psychology, I was like, yeah, this will be a great bit. I'll go into the club. And have six lemon drops. A six. <laughs> By the end of the night, I was like 17 drinks deep. You got cut off. Work, and, and I did get cut off. <laughs> And I... That's exactly what you want out of your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> no, Portia can attest, I got hammered She's and it all. could not... <laughs> and was just like, look, I'm way too intoxicated to help you right now. 
I'm probably too intoxicated to talk to you right now. Um, but the, the joke was is that free therapy on Father's Day in a strip club. But, yeah, but, but the real joke was is that... All listeners have a teardrop running down their cheek right now. That's so true. <laughs> um, but the real joke is that the therapy was actually for me. Right. Right, because here I am coping a thousand miles away from oh, my kid. I, I think jokes are supposed to make you feel sorry for someone, man. That's not... <laughs> oh, no, believe me. I, I got the joke as soon as he brought up his son. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's really my origin story. So, so wait, what was... What did you think about working in a strip club? My first month there... Uh, I have a distinct memory of watching a dancer on stage and just kind of being blown away by the rhythm and the, the performance. And Patterson walks up to me, and this is a very embarrassing story to me, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Patterson <laughs> walks up to me and he's like, it's okay if someone else is watching stage one, you can go into a different spot position, like position two or position three, and watch a different stage so that we can get full coverage. Because I was captivated. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I was basically tactfully like, stop watching the dancer and start watching the people who are the problem. Like, do your job. <laughs> it was like my third week, okay? It was nice, you know? <laughs> he was very nice about it. I, I know what I was going to ask you. The same question that I asked them, which is, what did you think about, like, how did you feel about the first time that you entertained? Oh, uh... <laughs> I Which was, was weeks ago. <laughs> so very anxious. I dissociated the entire... I, I auditioned and I left. Yeah. I was so stressed out, which is so funny because, like, I'm not modest. I don't care about, like, whether or not people see me naked. Like, I, I was raised in a very, like, hedonistic kind of upbringing. My, my parents were very young when they had me, like, way too young to be having kids. And so I grew up with, like, debauchery and scandalous bullshit. And so um, how stressed out I got about it, like, kind of is It almost sounds like you were more stressed because of the performance style of it than the actual act of being naked. Yes. Like, oh, no, I'm on stage. Right. It's like giving a public speech, you know, like that fear of having all eyes on you. I don't remember, honestly, how I did. I blanked it out of my mind. (laughs) Do you, you... must be better at that now. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because when you started, I'm like, oh, are you working this weekend? You're like, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> and then I saw you on a Saturday, like, crushing it. I'm like, oh, no. She's, she's good now. <laughs> yeah, and that's just like last night, like, it just, when it comes to big crowds and dancing, you always want to del- deliver. And I think it's more of a, okay, I'm, is this going to be good enough? You know what I mean? Because, like, last night, I've been dancing for eight years. I've done competitions. You know what I mean? Like, I've danced in multiple states. And even last night, ex Porsche, there was, like, a stage full. It was a whole set. And I was like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> and she's, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to get on main. I'm so nervous. She's like, knock it off. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and we both went up there, and it was fine. Like, we made really good money on those two stages, and they loved it. Do you think it's different because you are coming from, like, a different club or, like, a different place? Like, I mean, it, you guys are fairly new. So yeah, is it like intimidating coming into a new club? No, I just always like to deliver. It's like 
And you think, you just think of anything that can happen. Nine times out of ten, it won't. But I'll be like, what if, like, I trip over my shoe? What if my split's not right? You know what I mean? Or, so it's like being in junior high again. Yeah, you're just, it's like, I don't know. I've been doing it for a while, and I've danced in front of big crowds for a long time, uh, multiple times. But just, like, last night, it was a, a rack full of people and a club full of people. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous because they're, like, making a big deal at the club last night they were just being super dramatic <laughs> and um so yeah it just kind of made it just brought up the nerves and that just goes to show like it doesn't matter if it's your first day or you know you could be eight years in and you're still gonna get those jitters those nerves and stuff like that all right uh, go ahead oh um kayla thanks for joining us <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me you're on you're on stripper time uh, everybody, everybody here was like. I'll be, I'll be on time to work. So don't worry. Did you uh, last time you were on the podcast, or kind of barely on the podcast? Did you give us an origin story then? No. Do you know what I mean by that question? Um, kind of. Go ahead and re- maybe. Sure. So uh, everybody has like a different like pathway into the strip club industry. It's not like your standard walk into McDonald's type of job. So, how'd you end up in the strip club? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not as exciting as probably others, but uh, I worked for a security outfit that was actually the, I don't know, what, what do they call it? The Patterson helped me out. What are they, the, what was Kevin? Kevin? Uh, EM. It's EM. like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, it's a security licensing thing. It's boring. Yeah, he he, he <laughs> held the club. He held the club license, so I he just knew me, and he was like, "I need somebody to fill this position," and uh, you know, he trusts me. So I was working at Club Seven downtown too, which is. Did you think anything <clears throat> different, unique, other than um, uh, for working? At I mean, it's club? obviously unique, but not really. Um, as far as I, I just. Turn, I turn something on in my head where it's, I'm just interested in taking out creeps and dealing <laughs> with the people. So I, I look at it kind of different and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, yeah, that's what I do. You go into it like what that. That's what I do. I go, in the, I go in a dark place, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most crucial skill too. The, the disassociation of sex work and the reassociation of this line in the stage in which people's hands exist it's like apart from their body, there's like you're in the rack and you're you're sitting facing the dancer and there's like this foot and a half line of space. And that's what bouncers are watching. Yeah, I think that in your lap. I mean, one of the reasons I asked the question, you know, you're going to everybody's going to get to a point uh, if they're going to remain working there to where the sexual part of it just kind of goes away right now it's just a job but that time frame is going to be different for everybody as for how long it like you know like you said you know eh, it was that part wasn't even anything it's, it was more the performance part or but for some people like i mean i've asked people on here before and they're like of course i was i'm taking my clothes off of course i was i was scared and i'm like no well, i mean not really because we've heard plenty of people who aren't it's just a different thing you know i i will tell you that uh it is different from, so I was working at a pretty violent club downtown where we get, we throw out like 10 people a night physically. Uh-huh. And then um, I kind of thought it'd be worse at a strip club. And I don't know why I just had that 
thought because, you know, there's... Feels like it might be worse. Feels like it would be, but nobody really likes to get down and embarrass themselves in front of the girls, and it really just stays like that. You know, they just kind of... Like yeah, or they just going to... They, they might talk some whatever, but, they, they, yeah, there's a huge buffer there. And uh, so I've had to learn how to be a lot more calm. Patterson, thank for that. But I was I was a hothead when I when I started there a year ago, so... I was like, no, 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 Caleb. I was always, always ready. Use your words. Use your words. He stays Use your words like a big boy. He set himself a goal of, like, 20 people a night. I'm throwing out of here. That's right. I, I take on. touching personally. Yeah. Oh shit! That was two weeks ago. Like I still haven't. This is, it's not even that long ago. <laughs> they still don't want me handling those ones. I guess. So. Uh, she's like, you're. You guys are a little hot-headed. I would love to see you bounce in Guam because that shit is so crazy. Like it is just. It's a whole different game out there. Like it's just nuts. I can actually so attest to that. Like I've been to Guam when I was in the military, and yes, it is an absolute it's riot. It's a fucking. It's just. It's a riot. Honestly, in each club is just crazy. Like, it's just nuts. From the opposite side, the patron side. So one of the questions I'd like to ask both of you mm-hmm. is, what is it like, what do you see the differences of, of like all these different places that you have? Down? I guess you only said you've done Portland and one of you only said. I've danced, um, I've danced in Oregon, Arizona, Dallas. Okay, so you have yeah. some. She's traveled a lot. I've only really been, like, I danced in Guam for seven years straight, so that was my base. That's where, like, all of my experience comes from, so. Is that at a single place? or Yeah, is it? Okay. I stayed at USA for nearly seven years um, with Club USA. Shout out to the girls down there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just different. Like, I thought that. I could relate to a lot of clubs. I've only really danced in Portland for like three months or in Oregon mm-hmm. or even the States in general, actually. So I've only danced at Stars and it's just so much more like restricted here and way safer. Like Guam's just a party. It's just like a party with no rules. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. And I don't remember if you said this on the mic or off, but you didn't know how weird it was until you got out of it. Yeah, I didn't have anything to compare it to. So a lot of the girls would come out and be like, damn, this shit's crazy. And I'm like, this is normal to me. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) And then now I've danced in the States. I'm like, okay, I see. Like, I see what you're talking about now. Because, like, I feel like that really broke me into a point where I have very, very thick skin. And I have, I feel like I have seen a lot of shit that a lot of people probably haven't. So coming to the States, I'm like, okay, this is way more chill. (laughs) I can deal with this. Do you have any desire to go back to Guam? Mm -mm. No, like, I'm. that's my home club, but it's just... You know, I just feel like it's been there, done that. It's the end of a chapter for me. I lived out there for seven years, nearly spent my whole 20s out there. And it's just kind of like the end of the road for me. So what's the weirdest thing you saw there? The weirdest thing? I feel like I have seen a lot of weird shit. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the it, industry is weird. In, interpret it any way that you want as far as like, you know, dangerous, crazy, like in any, like, is there um, a story coming out of Guam? So when I of? came out, I went to, so I moved to the States at the end of 2021. Um, I went back to visit in, I think, February. And I had never seen this before, but there was like a military guy. He got stabbed by one of the locals. I opened the door like after we had closed and I saw him, he was like just covered in blood. It was crazy. All the girls were so drunk. They were like going up to him. Like he was just like getting claustrophobic because he couldn't breathe properly. Mm. It was crazy. And then we got locked in the club. So I'd never really experienced anything like that, but I was like, damn, this, this is getting crazy out here. Like Guam's getting a little bit dangerous, but 
Probably the craziest thing I seen inside the club was there was a really skinny girl on stage, like super skinny, but one of the customers put a cupcake on her tip rail, like as in like you need to eat, bitch. And she like Jesus. she she told the DJ like cut the music. It was like a Monday night. It is so quiet, okay? Like I did, I was not expecting this. She calls the customer on stage and just beats the shit out of her right on stage. I was like, all right, well yeah, <laughs> fuck her. So yeah, Guam's just crazy. <laughs> the bouncers just let it happen. Like they cut the music and they're like, okay, fight it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. So that's the kind of shit that be going down in Guam that would never happen here. You know what I mean? I mean, so. I would have seen the cupcake go on the rail and been like, no, get that. Like, that's someone's going to step on it. It's going to be a Oh, no. She was like, oh, hell no. She saw that cupcake and she was like, oh, fuck you, girl. She's like, cut that shit. No disrespect. She's like, bought her up on stage thinking that she was going to get a little private show or something. She beat the shit out of her. So that's how Guam is. <laughs> how, how big is that club? Um, So there's four clubs on Guam. They probably have about no more than 25 girls at a time. So it's just, I would say, like, the same size as what Stars is. Yeah. Yeah. Small, About small, that. medium. It's a small. It's not, like, large. It's not huge at all. Like, just one stage. Um, Caleb's have, like, interested all of a sudden. I see him yeah. over there. Like, <laughs> How much are plane tickets? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, as far as, like, traveling? What What is, like, I guess the differences that you see in different places, the tamest, um, the worst, whatever? I guess I will say, like, I don't know. The biggest difference I've seen is just like the style that uh, the delivery of dance. Like, um, I always tell girls that like have never traveled outside of Oregon. I'll tell them like you should definitely travel because it opens you up to different things. Like in in Portland or even in Oregon in general, you're never gonna go like most nine times out of ten at clubs you don't do like table dances. So when I went to Phoenix for the first time, like that's how they get their customers. That's how you make your money. It's like they do table dances, like ten dollars. Explain to us what a table dance is. So it's um. So you dance for a customer at the table that they're sitting at on the floor and they pay you like $10 a song. And it's very neutral dancing. It's not like a full private dance, but you kind of just do like a little neutral dancing. You might do like three or four songs and then graduate to a private dance or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my gosh. So the first like three days I was in Phoenix, I didn't do any table dances, anything like that. But I realized like that was the gateway to get lap dances in different, you know, in that, in that in that state whereas in Oregon it's like more of a stage like your stage kind of gives you brings them in and that's kind of how you sell your privates you know Mm -hmm. and so I like how to get to it but I gave myself like I say after I started doing it um I gave myself like five days and then I tell everybody it's like my table dance is lit you know (laughs) so and so it's like really cool but and then even then so I'll bring little things from every state that I've traveled to and I'll bring it back home and that's like what makes me different as a dancer I think and, and I just always tell girls, like, you need to travel because Oregon is literally the only state like this. Granted, it's cool because we're fully nude, but you go to a lot of different states and they're not, they don't even take their panties off. They, you have to wear, like, pasties under your, um, you know, outfits. So it's not like... It's not fully nude. Yeah, and it's just different. And it just made me, like, adapt. And it just made my style of dance different. I think that's why it's, like, so unique is because I have traveled. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I emphasize, like, get out, get out of Oregon, travel. Or even if you're, like only danced in phoenix or only dance here i think it's awesome to move around and even if i don't dance like if i go visit somewhere like i went to dmv i went to multiple strip clubs there chicago i wasn't able to dance went to multiple strip clubs there just to see what it was like what the culture's like and just to you know what i mean get a feel for different things so that's pretty much my travel story And that's the end of part one. 
Our theme music is from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Prime Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We're a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Thanks. <laughs>